Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. We know it's time to grow your network when you do this bad behavior. In this episode, you'll learn to stop asking for vendor recommendations on all of your public platforms. Do you hear us loud and clear? <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to the shit show. Episode 46 of the Wedding Sassholes. Oh, Every this time. has been on the list of things. Oh, that, yeah. This has literally been on the topic list for ever. But because of our previously scheduled formatting, if you go back at a bunch of episodes, we used to do like a topic of the month and whatever. Mm-hmm. And this It just didn't fit anywhere. So this is why we shifted because it's a hot topic we wanted to address. It's a hot topic that not only is a pet peeve of ours, but it was actually brought to our attention by an avid listener. And we were like, yes, absolutely. We will talk about this. You got it. It's on Yeah, the level of fired up they were got me more fired up than the topic (laughs) even get. Like they were so... And then to the point where every time they see it, they screenshot it and text it to me and are like, please, please tell people to stop doing this. So we're going to teach you some shit today. Yeah, pet peeve. Here we go. Let's do it. So have you ever gone online posting and asking for a referral for a vendor category? Meaning like, have you gone on and said, oh, hey guys, I'm over here on my personal Facebook. And it's like, hey, does anybody know a DJ available on this date? Or does anybody know a caricature artist or just like random categories of things? Have you done that? Mm -hmm. Are you one of those people listening to us right now? I don't know if we can be friends if you are. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Where's one of the other places that you've seen people do this before? I've seen them do it mainly on Facebook, to be honest with you. But I've also seen them do it on their Instagram. And it drives me crazy when people do a video on TikTok to random strangers asking for this. Like, you don't know these people. Yeah. You're just getting you're just getting recommendations from people you don't even why go to the interwebs to ask strangers instead of just directly talking to the people that you know and trust. I don't get it, but yeah. But and I know like thing. the other thing I see on Facebook too, outside of just posting on your personal page, and I know you're friends with vendors. So you've allowed them to be friends with you. So the industry mm-hmm. is watching you do this uh, 10 times worse than posting it to your personal page, which is maybe a curated list of friends. <laughs> the, the business. This is going into, not only on your business, but going into the Facebook groups. Every oh city has these groups. Ours is Orlando Wedding Vendors, Orlando, like whatever. And they are a B2C, meaning it is engaged couples, as well as a lot of businesses. There are engaged couples in those groups. And you go in there and start posting looking for vendors. That, I that let just die. screams to me professionalism and shows all of those couples they should hire you. That was sarcasm. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, friends? And I think like this conversation came from the fact that the person who was mortified about it was because it was planners doing it. Mm -hmm. And what I mean, like as a wedding planner, nobody should be doing this. So let's be very clear. I don't care what category you are. I don't want to see it. But if you are a wedding and event planner... And you are you your entire job is the fucking Rolodex. Is yeah, the little black book. Yes. 
You're, that is literally, literally your job. Literally, it's your literally job. your wheelhouse, your expertise. Mm-hmm. You should have a little black book. If you're old enough, you should have a Rolodex. Like, fuck so you to for go, calling out as oldies. I I know what a Rolodex is. You I'm saying mean, like no, but have you ever had one? I actually did. Oh, okay, all right. I did. I used to work at a mortgage company. Anyways, excuse okay. me. Back on my topic here, lady. <laughs> so you should have, like, it could be a spreadsheet. It could be an actual book. It could be a binder that has other people's information. In. I don't give a shit how you categorize it, but it's literally your job. And when I see it, I, I'm one of those people that get fired up on it. The, it wasn't yeah. my topic, but somebody sent it to us. And I was like, yes, we got excited for it that. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're on we're on the groups and it's the worst is on Facebook, to be honest with you. That's where you see it. But yeah, yeah, you're in the groups or it's on your personal page and you're basically telling everybody, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and I don't have a good network of people. Can someone help me? Yeah, I mean, that's the why, right? I know I, I know what you're saying. If you're one of the people listening to this episode and you're like, oh my God, guys, everybody does this on Facebook all the time. I so get it's, it. It's just to get a quick response really fast from a lot of people. I cool. get it. So but you look think- like an idiot. Right. Like, I know that in our personal lives, I'm not saying that I don't do it in my personal life. I will post for pest control. I will I will ask. But as a professional, the expectation mm-hmm. is that you would have a network in the industry that you work in. And that network shouldn't be a public profile. On, that shouldn't be where you're doing that. Right. You should have the relationships built to be able to do that. So it does look unprofessional. And I think you look like this like lone wolf with no connections and no relationships. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying you are. I'm saying it's the perception when I see somebody do that. I'm like, how do you not know someone who does that? How do you not know other people to directly ask that you know? So perfect example, Shannon knows everybody in our market. So if I have something that I need for that, going to call her as my resource. I'm not going to go to Facebook and ask for everybody else's two cents on a specific thing that I need for a category or for a specific vendor. Well, and I think it makes you also look like you don't know how to vet other vendors, right? So Mm -hmm. if I'm a planner and we're harping on planners right now because the planners look the worst, but if I'm a planner or even a venue and I'm just on there searching and looking, it looks like you know, maybe the thing is you're going to vet them after that. But if you are just like popping it off there saying, hey there, like I need somebody who X, like are you vetting them or are you sending that to your client? I think we're, not that we're beating them to the ground, but we're harping on the planners themselves because I feel like they're the worst offenders at it. But also considering what your job is, it, it makes you look bad. Like we know that you know people but anybody else that's looking at your profile and you're putting that kind of thing, they don't know that. So no. tap into your network, tap into your people. If there's an association in your area, call the association. Okay, wait, slow if- down, slow down. You're doing 76 things to I go am. do. And I am, I'm stop. just on slow. a rant. Slow it down, slow it down. <laughs> so like, okay, so now you know why this is a problem and why it's not okay. Now let's talk through different examples of what you should do instead because we're not here to just bitch at you we're here to give you the tools we're here to, to help find you. success we're going to help you we're going to help push you in a pushy way because it's irritating <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's fucking she's living on that soapbox today so not 
not this example, but like I I I think that everybody in the wedding and event industry should have an industry bestie. And mm-hmm. I think they should, you know, have a relationship with someone in a different category from what they do. Maybe polar opposite. If you're an introvert, they're an extrovert. If you're the extrovert, they're the introvert. Like I think it's finding someone who compliments you, isn't just a carbon copy of you, but like my number one tip is to phone a friend. Like not we'll talk about finding the Shannon in your market in a second, but like I really just want you to have that other person who also d- works with different people than you do that has, you know, an open door, but like if you two together can like merge your networks of you can support each other with that, phone a friend first before you mm-hmm. go to the internet. Phone a friend. I would say phone a friend and have an industry bestie and also I think almost everyone. I don't know anybody that doesn't. But there's always a person that's in the industry that's kind of like your mentor almost. Like they might not be in your same exact category, but it might be somebody who's been in the business longer. And so they've helped you with other things of getting your foot through the door or, you know, working on your packages, getting into venues, meeting new vendors. Talk to that person. They might not be your best friend, but you look up to them and you consider them to be a mentor. Tap them into Yeah. And as you're saying mentor, my brain goes to find the wedding mayor in your city. I call it the mayor. So like, I like the mentor. I think that's a different perspective, like people who kind of helped you along the way, but Mm -hmm. every single market, I've never been to one and not been able to figure out, drop me in a room, drop me at a networking event. Cause I speak at um, different associations and stuff across the country. I can be in that room in five minutes and look around that room and find the wedding mayor and the, like the mayor in the room. Like who's the person who knows everybody. You call them the mayor. I call them the godfather. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the godfather might be a little scary, but that's true too. That, but that, I want you to find that person that knows a lot of the people, has the connections, has the relationships. Again, they're not going to be your industry bestie, most likely. I mean, Vanessa's spoiled bitch because I'm the, I'm both. I'm the industry bestie and I'm the mayor in the city. But like, it answers my opposite. (laughs) Yes. But in our market, like when someone, as asking me for something that's corporate convention or like a resource for that. I know the mayor on that side and that's this chick, Mm -hmm. Selena Mullinex. She works for a court. She has national accounts. She's got multiple cities, but she is so connected on that side of the world. We constantly, she will literally text me and be like, do you have the contact for this? And if it's something wedding and we whip them back and forth, do you have a referral for X? But she lives on that side where I, I live on wedding side, but go find the mayor in the wedding mayor in your city. So another thing that you can do is you as a vendor have relationships with venues and planners with your market, right? And one of the things that I find a lot of times is it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Maybe you haven't worked there in a while, maybe whatever. Those people that maybe have worked with that category, if you're really on the hunt for something specific, reach out to your planning partners, reach out to your venue partners and say, Hey there, just send a quick email, you know, hi, Vanessa, long time, no chat. Hope everything's going well. You know, I had a a client who, a bride who asked me about a referral for X. And I know sometimes, you know, you get all these kinds of people who work at your venue. Do you have anybody you've worked with that you love? You know, we'd love to be able to share the love to someone who's like already that you've already vetted. And so you can send that same email. If you're looking for one person, you can send that same email to like all your venues, all your planning partners. It's a top of mind. It showcases that you value their expertise. 
in that way, right? So like, those are the kinds of things that you can do. That's such an easy one is like, stay top of mind, but tap the resources for the venues and the planners in your market. Oh, absolutely. And that's also why we tell you guys that when you go to open houses or you do a bridal show to go around and meet the other vendors so that you have this in your back pocket. But if you've also participated in an open house and maybe you saw the person that had the balloon arches, but you can't remember who they are. Now you're looking for them. Call that venue back and say, Hey, we had your spring open house. I didn't get their name. I'm so sorry, but I know that we're on, they're on one of your preferred lists. Do you mind sharing that information with me? Yeah. I mean, it's such a, a good way to do it outside. I love the open house idea, um, like as such a great way. And that is that leads right into um, networking groups like they're not every market has them. We're very spoiled here in Central Florida. But st- if you can find networking opportunities that have other wedding and event professionals, whether your market has a WIPA, a nonprofit association, NACE, ILEA, MPI, like whatever that is, if there's anything there or if there's not, start your own maybe. But start going to different networking groups and start to build your, you know, start to build those relationships so you can kind of build that referral bank for yourself. Another good way that I've gotten like specific categories that maybe aren't all over everywhere and you don't see all the time, like specific stationary companies, right. just as an example, is if I'm doing a wedding and the client that I have worked with hired someone that was coordinating with me to do like the signage on something I put that person in my back pocket because I've already worked with them. I might not know them personally, but keep that information. So that's another key part of when you're meeting with your clients, asking who their other vendor categories are, who they've already hired, and maybe just contacting them and saying, hey, can't wait to work on this. Do you mind if I save your information or get more information from you? That's how you can build that little catalog of people to refer out. Yeah, and ask your client. Like if you've got the couple sitting in there like, They'll say things like, oh, this is who I'm using for stationary. You can easily say, you know, how's the experience been? And mm-hmm. when they're like, oh, my God, it's been so great. Whatever. Like, oh, it's good. That's not somebody you want to put at the top of your no, little but you, you get a Yeah, you get a first person testimonial yes. on how they're working with that person. They can give you the background. Like, they can give you all that information. The clients will help you mm-hmm. build that build that catalog for you. But you have to ask the questions. Absolutely. And so I think, you know, I know we I slammed Facebook groups pretty hard, but outside of your regular B2C, which is business to consumer, where the couples are hanging out, sometimes in different markets, or you can be the one to start one. Sometimes those local associations, they have a members only group. We have one for wedding venue map. There's no engaged couples in there. It's only B2B. So you can look, there's a few others. Um, There's a Florida one and it's mostly corporate convention, but I'm in that group also that there's just, there might be some networking groups that are B2B only. That is really a, if somebody posts in that group and you tag, I mean, you're tagging people like, uh, I'm an Orlando vendor, but I'm going to be in Miami and my client needs X. Like I trust the people in that group because they're all vetted to be in that group. They're all professionals from all over the state. So try to see, do that little search to see if you can find a B2B only group. And if you can't, maybe you should start it. Like that's such a great tool for introverts. I feel like, like introverts, when we say things like go to networking events, they're like, I'd rather fucking die than have to go. I think I just thought of vomiting instead. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And so (laughs) 
But that can be a great way to position yourself as a leader within your industry in a super like low key way. Like you're just creating the group. And as you meet vendors, you're saying, hey, I have this B2B. It's a great place to find referrals, give referrals, support each other, like whatever, you know, share news and things like that. So but look and see because there might already be some in your market. When you're creating that type of group, it also sets you as a leader in your industry, but also in your area. So people see you as the leader of the group and they just automatically associate with that being, oh, they're a leader in this in this range of you know category and things like that. So that's also another. What else can introverts do, Vanessa? I take people for coffee just one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I do. I just did that this week, actually, with a caterer. I just went out for coffee, just one person. I can't... If you've ever heard anything about my introvertness, it's fantastic. If I don't have introvert juice, which is alcohol, um, mm-hmm. I am not very social. If there's a big room of people, I just get over. It's too many things going on. I yeah. have ADHD at the highest extent, and there's too many sounds, people, things going on at one time. I just get overwhelmed and I just shut down. So I'm very personal when it's one on one. So if I meet someone, you know, let me t- let me hear a little bit more about your business. I will take them out for just coffee as just yeah. us. Just us. I don't need all the other distractions. So it'll just well, be one-on-one. Or you can do a Zoom chat and right. do coffee, you know, over Zoom. But just one-on-one is... And it builds a relationship with them. Yeah. So that it's sincere and it, it builds a better foundation for you to refer back and forth, but also give you information about what they well, do. Because you're learning more about their business, their ideal client, their price point, not from a PDF. Correct. Right there. You're really getting that opportunity to kind of dig in a little bit more, learn about their story, how they got there, who else is in their networks that maybe you should meet with. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes I get I get a lot of crap from the extroverts who are like, oh, my God, this is so easy. I don't know. And I'm like, but if you're an introvert, it's not as easy. And I understand that. So but you have to think outside the box. You know, one of the things I love about those crazy ass B2C Facebook groups is when somebody says, I'm looking for a photographer, right? And the mm-hmm. amount of people who tag themselves or comment that I have never fucking heard of before. There's this whole world of vendors out there, as connected as I am, that I'm like, who the hell are... And so, so not, many. That I have, not that I don't have a whole lot of time and my word, my phrase of the year this year is minutes matter. So I'm not spending a whole lot of it betting people, but... I do give it a quick scroll and look to see if anybody has maybe posted something unique and different. Like instead of just saying, oh, I'd love to do it. And I'm a photographer X. Every now and then somebody puts something super creative, like a banging photo, like, you know, or like the way they write it. I'm like, oh, that's different. And I'll go start scoping them out. So that mm-hmm. could be a good place also to go find people and like connect with them outside of that location. My favorite on those posts is when people are they are specifically looking for a oh. photographer oh. and it's, it's a caterer that will respond and say like, congratulations on your engagement. If you're looking for cater, and then they put like a whole thing and we're like, they, they were literally asking for one category. I know. I honestly wish group rules in those groups, whoever's creating those uh, groups, if you're listening to this, if you manage one of these groups, what I want there to be is a zero tolerance policy for people who do that. Meaning the first time a bride comments, because you know what happens? Then they stop fucking asking because mm-hmm. they're getting spammed by so much shit. By everybody else. Yeah. And like they're it, just looking for one need, thing. It yeah. needs to be like comment only, no direct messages without them saying DM me. Like there needs to be a zero tolerance policy if you are posting on something they didn't ask you for. 
which is one of my little pet peeves when I see it. Mm-hmm. And someone that is not part of the category, like completely opposite. It would be one thing if it was someone that did video and photography and right. they were responding to a photo, like, hey, we do offer that, but we also offer this if you're interested. But when it has nothing to do with what they're asking for, right? that, that ticks me off. If you guys haven't noticed, I can get fired up and ticked off by uh-huh. the stupidest shit. But when you see it over and over and over, it's like, dude, come on. This is what? why they stop asking for referrals on these types of things. Yeah. Because you guys fuck it up. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think we've definitely beaten this to a dead horse. So let's talk about, we like to end every single episode giving you some swag. Shit, we all get. Three action items to add to your to-do list or not to-do list. Yeah, either or. So <laughs> action item number one. When you see someone in your circle that's like a friend do this shit on social media, I need you to call them out and send them this episode. I know that sounds so bitchy to do, but be like, hey, maybe you've never thought about what other people's perception is. Then I literally have had so many venues be like, I would never send that planner a bride. Because she has no fucking network. Like she can't do full plan. She can't do so. If you see one of your friends do this, I need you to just send them this episode. And you can be like, hey, I heard this great podcast episode. You should check it out. Don't even tell them what it's about. You don't even need to be like, you're an idiot. Stop doing that. Just send them the episode. No, it's like that little like petty way of doing it underneath the... A hundred percent. It's passive aggressive and we're going to go yes, with it. Passive aggressive. Yes. We're going to go it's with in, it. It's in hiding. But like you just, you just touched point on why it's so important to not do these things is because the perception, even if it's a friend, you know that it's because they can't think of something and they just want it really quickly. But perceive how it's perceived yeah, from you perceive this from fucking planet. lazy you, yes, you're, you're getting perceived, perceived as lazy correct because that is where you're going to find it instead of picking up the phone and putting in the work like we just talked about so it might be harmless but it is perceived differently and it does not paint you in a, a pretty picture so the next thing i want you to do is to create a spreadsheet category by category of people that you want to refer Even if you don't have someone in that category, I want you to at least list it. So as you come across someone that can fill that spot or when you talk to your bestie, you can start filling it in. So go ahead and go through all the things that you can think of, the different categories and start putting in your people. I have, and I know that it's not, you know, I can't just give it to someone over the phone, but I can give them the contact information. I have a wall of acrylic business card holders as I meet people that are specific, like unique I mean, obviously I have my favorite caterers and DJs and whatever, but the unique categories like the balloon arches or the stationery or the signage, whatever it is, as I meet those people, I take the card and I literally put it in my back pocket, my actual back pocket. And then when I get back to the bakery, I put it in the card stand. So even if I only have one, at least when the clients ask me, I can take a picture of it or just send them the information directly because I have that category filled. Yep. Uh, yeah, but I think that that's so, especially the weirdo ones. I know that sounds terrible, yeah. but that's not the unique ones. The ones that people don't, I think that those are the calls I get the most often that people are like, oh, Shannon, like, do you have an ex? Because it's something like so off the beaten path. Like, they're like, Which she's it's, the it's only really one who would cool. have that. Yeah, but it's like, who do yeah. I know that could do that? Yeah, when you find those people, keep them. Keep yeah. those people, especially when they're good people. Keep those people. 
Yes. All right, last uh, one. Hit us home. Drive us uh, home. The last one is go find the Shannon in your market. Go find the wedding mayor in your market that you can go and say, hey, like build a relationship with that person. Not mm-hmm. just like, I mean, obviously you want them to help connect you to other people, but so that, you know, when you're, when you need to reach out, you're not like, people ask me and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like I get text messages all the time to the work number. That's like, Hey, do you know somebody who X and I'll write back for sure. May I ask who's asking? It's like numbers I don't even have saved. So it's fine, but build the relationship in advance with that person or make sure when you're reaching out to them, you at least introduce yourself to get the information, but go find that person in your market because there is one in every single market. Yeah, please have manners. We could do a whole thing on manners. Oh, fuck. (laughs) If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or made you laugh, follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes dropping every Tuesday morning. Now go make epic shit happen.